Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Two Peas on a Pod podcast. I am your host, Zach Cordell, along with the Reverend Austin S. Griffiths. <laughs> you forgot for couldn't a second. Think his, couldn't think of his middle initial. Good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's having a great Tuesday morning so far, and we're here to just give you a little bit of... Uh, our two cents worth gets through the rest of the week. Austin, how you been doing? I've been doing good. Busy, busy, busy at always, as always. I think that's the word everybody uses now. I'm busy. I'm busy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody likes being busy. What have you been up to? Well, I've been not doing a whole lot. I, uh, but still busy. I just got back from South Carolina last week, and we had a great revival down there. So I was thankful for that. I had a really good time. And been here at the home church and uh, went to a revival meeting last night. I had a good time there. So I've just been going around here and there, working, preaching, doing my thing. What about you? Yep, doing the same thing here. Preaching, just ended a revival in Louisiana. Had a great time here. So the two Ps were very far apart here of lately. Yep, there was, uh, we both jumped out of the pod and took off <laughs> separate places. <laughs> I recently just turned 31, had a great birthday. My wife, uh, on my birthday, I woke up and she was gone. I thought, oh, she's out trying to get something. And so she came back and she made me one of my favorite dinners. And I didn't say this just to be saying it. I was just saying a little bit before that how long it had been since I had tortilla soup. And as my mom used to make that growing up, and I loved it. And so she came back with all the ingredients with tortilla soup, and then one of my favorite desserts ever is fruit pizza. Now, if you don't know what that is, it's that sugar cookie base with that cream cheese frosting, and then she puts, like, bananas, apples, and strawberries all cut up in small pieces on top of it all, and it is unbelievable. Yeah, that is a pretty good thing. We got a news alert, everybody. And that is, today is November 1st, and the next three Tuesdays in a row, the 8th, the 15th, and the 22nd, we are going to release our first ever three-part episode with a first-time special guest. So stay tuned the next three Tuesdays. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing that three-part episode. I'm excited to listen to it. I really liked the guest there that we have so that'll be great because i haven't heard it yet because i wasn't involved in that so that'll be great so this is november 1st austin here we are i'd say we're officially moving into the holiday season yes definitely thanksgiving time everybody we're getting ready to have a friendsgiving at our house and as soon as that is done my wife said she's putting up all the christmas decorations oh my and she loves to decorate. She's been trying to get me to let them put it up since like the middle of October. And I said, that's way too early for Christmas. <laughs> and so she's going to start putting her Christmas stuff up soon. And then we've got Thanksgiving and Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Do you go Black Friday shopping? Well, I don't know what I'm going to do this year. I, we used to go quite a bit. I read the <laughs> other day that Walmart 
and several other ones were going to be closed all day on Thanksgiving. I was going to ask you about or talk to you about that on here. Yeah, I don't know how everybody else feels about that, but I think that is good. It should be Black Friday. How can you call it Black Friday if everybody's shopping on Thanksgiving? I know. I hate that. I hate it when all the stores changed it to Thursday because that totally ruins Thanksgiving. Yes, it does. Walmart started some of their sales at 6 o'clock. One of our dinners is always 6 o'clock on Thanksgiving Day. I, I remember, was glad when I heard that it was closing. I remember a Friday. couple of years ago, um, I was going to get Kelly a few things. I was wanting to surprise her. I think I got her a laptop and a digital camera, and they had a pretty good discount on them at Walmart. So I went, and I thought, well, you know, I'm going to go in there. I knew exactly what I wanted. I stood in line there at 6 o'clock, and I thought I'll be, I'll be there at – the house for dinner, you know, by seven or seven thirty. I had people were walking out when I got in. I pretty much missed the whole evening dinner yeah. because of that. <laughs> yeah, I hate that they've done that. I'm glad they're closing back down this year. Yeah. We uh the first time I ever went Black Friday shopping was with a bunch of my cousins and our uncle. We were standing in line at JC Penny at like I think it opened at three AM. I think we were in line at midnight, if I remember correct. Wow. And we stood there for three hours in line. Um, but it was fun. We had a good time, really, because we was just all together hanging out anyway. We had never done it before. And so we was there drinking coffees and hot chocolates and talking to the people around us. So we had a good time. I know not everybody likes doing it, and I usually don't even buy nothing. I <laughs> usually just go. <laughs> I mean, I buy some stuff, you know, since we're out. But we usually don't go with things intended to buy. But. Sometimes, sometimes she has some stuff, but a lot of times you get a buggy full, and then you go to the checkout line, and it's going to take you half a day to check out, and you're like, it ain't worth it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of buggy full, here's your little tip for Black Friday shopping: if you go to Walmart after the craze is over, that you can usually go up front to all them buggies and get pretty much anything you want out of there. Because that happens all the time. People fill them buggies and then they leave them. Some parts of the country might say cart, Austin. Yeah, they might. Shopping cart. <laughs> yep. So I don't know if anybody's ever looked up observances that our country has. But tomorrow is November 2nd. And, Zach, that is National Deviled Eggs Day. <laughs> really? Which is followed by November 3rd being National Sandwich Day. Well, National Deviled Eggs Day. Let me tell you a story about deviled eggs since you mentioned it. We was at Thanksgiving dinner on my in-law's side, and one of my cousin's wives was designated to be the deviled egg maker that day. And they were newly married, and she was a new cook, sort of, and uh, or at least new to deviled eggs. And she brought in the deviled eggs, and her mother-in-law, which is a funny person anyway, she tasted them. And she was trying to act like they was good, but we could all tell that she didn't think it was good. We was laughing. And she said, what did you put in these? And so she started telling her her recipe. And I don't even know what she said, but she mentioned one one ingredient. And her mother-in-law, mm, I, I started laughing. <laughs> I said, well, that must have been the wrong one. That, there was the, that was the wrong ingredient right there. We could tell by her reaction. We all laughed really hard, and her father-in-law ate them. He was acting like they was good, and uh, they might have been good. I don't know, but she said, I'm never making deviled eggs again. So maybe maybe we need to inform her that tomorrow's National Deviled Egg Day. She can 
give it another try. It's hard telling. I've I've ate, you know, all the church dinners you go to. People make deviled eggs different, just like mashed potatoes, just like green beans. Everybody has their own different way of making it. And some are good and some are not as good. When it comes right. to deviled eggs, they can't be dry. Yeah. They, there needs to be a, how do you say it? There needs to be like a wetness to it. It can't, if it's dry, it's not going to be good. But and here, they don't need to have cinnamon on top of them. <laughs> I'll let you tell that one. I'm not getting in trouble. <laughs> I'll tell it. Kelly, which is my sister and Austin's wife, she has this thing for cinnamon. Everything she eats, she can taste cinnamon in it. Well, she was making deviled eggs, and she thought, I don't know why, but she thought that the red powder on top must have been cinnamon that people put on it. And, and she uh, didn't just put it on one and see what it tastes like yeah. or look like. She put it on the whole <laughs> batch. So she made a batch of deviled eggs. And she got out cinnamon, drizzled all of her deviled eggs in cinnamon. <laughs> Needless to say, um, it wasn't the same as paprika. No. <laughs> oh, I thought that was so funny. So then you got National Sandwich Day. That's something I get used to. National Sandwich Day. Now, is this talking about a hot sandwich or a cold sandwich? I don't know. Matter? I just said sandwich. I love sandwiches. I love all sandwiches. Good old pony sandwich. Well, then... National Deviled Eggs Day and Sandwich Day is followed up on November 4th by, are you ready for this? National Common Sense Day. Now that's a good one. We need more of that. I thought Common Sense Day should be every day, but well, they set aside November 4th. I don't have a lot of hope that people's going to use it, though. I don't either. They're not going to observe that day very well. I can just tell by the way that they use it the rest of the year. <laughs> Well, if it makes you feel any better, November 14th is National Pickle Day. National Pickle Day. I like pickles pretty good. I do, too. What about November 8th? Are we going to mention that day? Yeah, go ahead. Tell us about November 8th. November 8th. That's when we're hoping for some good results to come out of that. Election Day. Everybody go vote. Whatever state you're listening from, get out and vote. And vote right. If you're not going to vote right, forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Austin, we've got some impromptu guests just come in. My three boys just come in the room here while I was recording. That is Sawyer, Tucker, and what's your name? Zeke. <laughs> Zeke's backward. He wasn't hard to say. Y'all want to say hi on the podcast real quick? Tucker, tell him hi. Say, hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Zeke, tell him hi. Say hi, everybody. He's just shaking his head no. And Sawyer ain't going to say nothing. But these are, this is my studio audience today i didn't figure sawyer or zeke would say anything <laughs> tucker's he's the most outgoing one zeke's pretty rowdy but he just don't say a lot in front of people <laughs> he's uh one of them quiet mean people <laughs> so in november if you eat deviled eggs eat a sandwich eat a pickle and use common sense you will have have successfully observed these dates in november That's, i'm i'm likely to do all those things yeah. So don't don't just seclude yourself to use common sense though on that one day. Let, let's use it every day. Yeah, that'd be that'd be nice. <laughs> like I said, I'm not real hopeful about it. You've got mail. All right, so we got some feedback to read here. We're gonna start with our Apple podcast reviews. And the first one is encouraging and a dot 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 dot. I can't read the rest of it. Authentic. Authentic. I wonder how I can see it. I don't. Oh well, we'll talk about it later. It's because uh, I got an Android. I'll never look at it. Then I'd rather not see it. <laughs> Anyhow, this one says, "Hey there, brother Zach and brother Austin. You guys don't know me from Adam. 
but I was listening to Holiness Preaching Podcast, and your podcast showed up in my You Might Like list, and I am not disappointed. I'm just finished episode 32 on convictions. Your podcast is so encouraging and has really helped me through a pressing time, and the convictions episode was just what I needed to hear to feel even more strong about the way I believe and am trying to live my Christian life. I just, sorry, it's just the evidence I needed. You guys keep on keeping on. Lucas Sayers from Richlands, Virginia. P.S. Brother Zach, I didn't get to meet you at Richlands camp meeting last Friday, but you guys sounded great. So that was in reference to a quartet that we put together at Richlands camp meeting this year with myself and Brother Mark Holcomb from Savannah, Brother Joseph Vance, and Brother Seth Phillips. So thank you, brother. I appreciate that. And I'm glad that you're encouraged by the podcast. That is great. Yeah, I thought that episode on having convictions went really good myself. I thought we we done a good job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just carrying on. But I'm glad that they really enjoyed that episode. The next one we got here comes from Sharpshooter411. And the title of it is Holiness. And it says, absolutely love the podcast. I was listening to Brother Zach preach on Holiness Preaching Podcast. You can take it to the bank. Well, that's a great sermon. And I would like to take credit for it. But that was actually (laughs) Brother Austin. (laughs) That is one of Brother Austin's sermons. I was going to say, how's that that go, Brother Zach? What was your text on that? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it said, before he started, there was an advertisement. And he was talking about the podcast, and since I've heard, uh, since I've heard about it, I pulled it up immediately and listened every week. I was raised in a once in grace church, and six years ago, I met my wife at school, which is from the Holiness Church, and don't have no desire to go back to the lies I was raised on. Praise I would the Lord! Keep on walking in holiness. So that's a great testimony. Yeah, it is. Two years ago, I went to a prayer meeting, and about one thirty a.m., I got filled with the Holy Ghost. Praise God for that. I'm so thankful for people that preach the truth and aren't ashamed of it. Thank you, guys. Also, would love to meet you all sometime. I didn't realize until I heard you talking on a previous podcast, but one of my friends goes to Brother Don Ingram's church. Maybe I'll see you there sometime. So I'm not sure what they're referencing on that part, but we have some friends at Brother Don Ingram's church as well. The Burrs go there, which some of our good friends so that would be great. We'd love to meet you sometime. Yeah, so as well. glad to hear somebody coming out of the once in grace and coming into holiness. That's awesome. Yes. Another one is great podcast. And it says, particularly love the episodes with Brother Kurt's testimonies on healing. Very encouraging. Keep up the great work. Hashtag well done, stake listener. Praise the Lord for that. That's a great person right there i'm now, sure i've got some friends of mine that are inviting me over to their house today while we're recording on saturday this afternoon don't go. they don't know how they won't cook you a good steak <laughs> this I know afternoon for some tomahawk steaks and last night when we was leaving sam southern eatery they said now we're gonna have you over tomorrow because you know how to eat a steak they said if you was like this is what they said if you was like somebody else we just wouldn't even have you over <laughs> so I'm gonna well, go enjoy a good steak. I probably wouldn't even come. <laughs> I'll have to tell them about. No, that. their dad offered me a well done steak. Actually, he said if I'd come, that he would. He'd make me a well done steak. So 
well, I can't. I can't think that was pretty nice of him. The owner of the house said, "We don't do burnt sacrifices anymore around here." <laughs> and his brother said, "I don't want to eat beef jerky. I'm coming to eat steak." <laughs> well, I hope you all have a good time eating your raw steaks today. Hope you all get sick off of them. So we have some emails and. One of them says, I just want to thank you for your dedication on the podcast. Please keep telling us the truth. I enjoy listening and sharing with others. May the Lord bless you richly. That is from Sister Kelly Usselton. The infamous Mark White was with them, if I'm not mistaken, not too long ago. And they mentioned to him that they was listeners of the podcast. So we sure appreciate that. Yes, We've got another that one here great. that says, enjoyed so much listening to the Marquis." They certainly are wonderful young men. Speaks very well of brother and sister Marquis. Love and prayers, Mamal. <laughs> yeah, I had to face Austin's Mamal the other day. She told me she'd been out with them flyers knocking on doors, getting people to listen to the podcast. I think she was slightly embarrassed. <laughs> and uh, she, uh, she said she really hadn't. She said, no, I hadn't. But I, we had falsely accused her of that. <laughs> but she is a, she is an Austin fan, which is good. That's a good thing. Well, she said she enjoyed the Marquis, and that was a good episode. I enjoyed doing that one. Them guys, yeah, they was nervous, but we done some editing, and uh, we we made it sound we made it sound like it flowed. But it's yeah, it's funny good. when you have first time guests on the podcast, and I'm sort of kind of used to talking in the mic, but I can just put myself back when we first started. You're like, yeah. um, hi everyone. It is really awkward. <laughs> it's it a little is. awkward when we first get going. It is. All right, we got two more here. It says, Hello, brother Austin and brother Zach. I have listened to your podcast in the past, but I did not update my address on my phone. I have updated it and played another podcast. I currently live in South Dakota, so hopefully this updates the statistics and you can say you have listeners in all fifty states there we go the podcast we is it. awesome keep up the good work from jessica white and to that you get a hand clap we finally hit the south dakota and i looked it up and it came true we actually hit all of the states there we go that's thank pretty you. awesome thank jessica you white. thank you so much i don't know why i just wanted that but maybe that's prideful i apologize <laughs> <laughs> but when you look on there and you've got every single state has listened at least one time except for South Dakota, you're like, somebody, just tell somebody about it. So that was pretty awesome. And I told her, of course, you know, spread the news, blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> anyways, we've got one more, and this is a little bit lengthy. This is from a repeat feedbacker. You'll understand that in a second. They gave us some feedback some time ago, and it was very interesting. So this one starts out and says, Hey, two peas, it's me again, the average listener. You remember him? I do remember him. He said, I know in my last email, parentheses, is wrapping a sin. I lit it up with my mad rhyming skills. <laughs> but Brother Zach greatly disappointed me with his lackluster delivery, so I dropped the rhyme this time. At least Brother Austin could have beatboxed in the background, and I may reconsider my style of email next time. So apparently, yeah, I'm not a rapper. You were supposed to rap it, and I was supposed to, yeah, in the background. But anyways, I guess we didn't. Whatever. So here he goes writing again. 
The direction of the show is getting better and better. I especially love the guest testimonials. I will give your show a five-star rating right now if you will have Brother Zach on an organ in the background while the next guest is sharing their dramatic conversion story. <laughs> Move over unshackled. Here comes two peas on a pod with an organ. I'm not much of an organist. I've noticed your show has gained a lot of lovers and haters. It ain't easy being peasy. <laughs> you ought to trademark that and slap it on a shirt and sell it for 20 bucks a pop. It ain't easy being peasy. But I commend your bravery to be a voice for holiness for the next generation. However, now how do you say that right there? I yeah. commend your bravery to be a voice for holiness. But I have somewhat against it. For the next generation. <laughs> and then the next paragraph starts out. However, I just don't know if I want to keep reading it. Yeah, just let's move on. However, in parentheses, there always has to be a however. Though the show is being a positive influence for so many, I've noticed a negative influence that I must address. Uh -oh. Here we go with the haters. With so much content on food consumption, I'm concerned that you are neg <laughs> negatively influencing your audience to overeat. <laughs> I'm wondering if Weight Watchers would consider being your first ministry sponsor. Wouldn't that be a great advertisement if the next time Brother Mark, infamous Mark White, brags about cleaning out Golden Corral, Brother Zach says, and now a word from our sponsor, Weight Watchers. <laughs> That's pretty good. Then it says, I have a listener request. I would like to hear Sister Kelly and Brother Zach do a live recording. Sister Kelly on her guitar and Brother Zach on the piano may be singing and never before heard song that is an exclusive just for the faithful listeners. If they need help with lyrics, just let me know and I can make that happen. Sincerely, Savage Average. <laughs> yes. Well, send us some lyrics over and we'll see what we can do with it. Overeating. How can you believe? What a accusation. I know. it. You can look at us until we don't uh, diet. I'm just going to assume that this writer I'm gonna say don't overeat. does not like food very much. Yeah, probably not. They obviously don't have an appreciation like we do for it. Obviously not. Even though the psalmist said in 22 and 29, all they that be fat upon earth shall eat and worship. Well. <laughs> this is the Bible, folks. King James Version. They that be the fat upon the earth that, shall that, eat and worship. That ain't that new junk. This is that ain't the, that 22 woke version. This is the Bible. He said, eat and worship. <laughs> that's right. That's my favorite two things to do. That's what we do as Pentecostals. Then, of course, you know, that's Old Testament, preacher. Let's go to the New Testament. 1 Corinthians 10 and 31. Whether therefore eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do it all to the glory of God. So my overeating is to the glory of God. Average listener is just going to have to get over that. He's just going to have to learn how to eat. That's all I know how to tell Average him. listener needs to learn to enjoy some food. You're going to have to enjoy some food, that's for sure. That's what's wrong with him. That's why he's so he's angry. Hangry. <laughs> yeah. So today's topic, we're going to move to Galatians 6 and 9. And the King James Version Bible says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, 
For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So today's topic we're going to talk about there's a time of planning, there's a time of waiting, but then there's everybody's favorite, and that is the time of the harvest. Yes, sir. Our God is definitely a God of the harvest. There are times in our lives when we're in different stages of life. Like you mentioned, there's a planning time, there is a waiting time, and there's a harvesting time. And the planning time comes in different forms, different fashions. We plant different ways. We plant by praying. We plant by witnessing. We plant by preaching. We plant by giving. All different sorts of planting. And uh, one story I'll mention real quick about a planning process. Brother Jason Painter, one of our good friends and pastor in this area, great preacher. He's been on the podcast before. Uh, he was he went to the Richlands Youth Camp growing up. And when he was a young man, he was there doing the pledges. They, they would take pledges up. And he pledged, and he, w- he was very young. He pledged a certain amount of money. I don't remember exactly how much it was, but it was a significant amount of money um, for a young young person. And he worked throughout the rest of the year. Of course, he had a year to pay it and to bring it to camp with you. And so he worked and and mowed lawns and things throughout that time to, to get that money to donate to the youth camp. And he donated the money and that he had pledged. That was when he, I think he was about 15 when he done that. And just recently, within just the last year or two, his daughter received the baptism of the Holy Ghost at that same youth camp that he sowed into years ago. And now you can say that's a coincidence and you can say this and that about it, but I tell you that is part of the planting process, yes. giving and planning into the to the next generations even right and so that is we plant different ways like i said we preach we pray for people and we plant the seeds we talk to them we we give what we can and then there comes the waiting process and the waiting process is definitely probably the hardest process of all of it. it it's harder than the planning a lot of times just sitting there and waiting now whether you're planting naturally or whether you're planting spiritually like what we're talking about the waiting process is a lot. It, it's a lot the same because after you plant a garden, you plant the seeds, you cultivate the ground, you weed it, you do everything you have to do. And then if God doesn't give the increase, it's not going to grow, whether physically or naturally. It takes God to grow. And so then we plant and, and we sit back and we wait. And the waiting time, if we're not careful, is the time where a lot of people lose out. They mess up because they grow weary in waiting. And it's not easy. It's not always a piece of cake. Sometimes it takes a long time. But we have to wait on God. You can look at Sarah and and Abraham, how they was waiting on the promise from God, and they grew weary in the waiting process. Sarah thought she would just uh, help help out the promise a little bit. And, of course, it turned into a, a, a battle, and it's still going on today. The children of Abraham still fighting against each other to this day because Sarah grew weary in the waiting process. And so we want to tell you today that you've planted and you've done all that you can do. And you may be in that waiting process, but continue to wait on God. Because after you've planted 
And after you've waited a while, the Bible said in due season, in due season, ye shall reap if ye faint not. There is a harvest time coming. There is a time that God will provide the harvest that he has promised you. God is not slack counting his promise. God is not uh, forgetful. He has not forgotten you. He's not forgot what he's told you. I like that that verse says in due season. There is a time on things. We don't always see it, Austin. We don't always know it. We don't know when that time frame is. Right. But there is a time frame that God has on our situations. And uh, you can look at that word, that due season. It comes up again in the book of Romans. In the book of Romans, the writer Paul begins to write and tell them, uh, in due season, Christ died for the ungodly. In due time, rather, Christ died for the ungodly. In due time. And then again, uh, the Bible said when the fullness of time had come, in Galatians chapter 4, said God sent forth his son. When right. the fullness of time. There is a time coming that your your promise is going to come to fruition. It's going to be due season one day. It's going to be the fullness of time one day. We don't understand why. We don't understand when, but that's not our job. It's not our job to understand the time. It's not our job to, to know exactly what's going to happen, but our job is to trust God, to have faith in God, and to not grow weary in waiting. So if God's told you something, if God's promised you something, you haven't seen it come to fruition yet, I want to encourage you today here on the podcast just to keep trusting God. Don't grow weary in the waiting because our God is a God of the harvest. He will bring to pass what he said he would do. That time of waiting is such a rough time. When you think of waiting, oh yes, waiting rooms and hospitals is a terrible place to be. It's just yeah. wait, wait, wait. They don't get in a rush for anything. Wait, nobody wants to wait. We want everything right now. If there's yes. anything that God's going to teach you, obviously a lot of things, but something you're going to learn as a child of God, and that's waiting. And that's one thing right. I know that we've both learned and evangelizing and the ministry, anything you do in the ministry, it, it doesn't happen overnight. It's a bunch no. of waiting. And two biblical accounts that really comes to my mind more than others when it comes to waiting would first be Joseph. I can always go yeah. to Joseph for anything practically. And Joseph waited. Well, I say three incident, three instances. Joseph waited for so many years from the pit. The Bible said he was 17 in the pit. He was 30 in the palace. But even in the palace, Brother Zach, even 30 in the palace, he still was right. waiting on two dreams. He was second yep. in command over Egypt, still waiting on the promise of God. But then the Bible goes yes, on to was. say there were seven years of plenteous crop. Two years into the famine, his stepbrothers came. After 22 years, the dreams came to pass, and he did hug his daddy's neck again. And the Bible says they wept. he wept on his neck a good while. And then what about David? He was anointed king of Israel. Sitting there, anointed king, right. and Saul's still on the throne. Right. He waited a little while. He waited for his turn, for what God had called him to do. Just because you're called today doesn't mean you're going to be doing that tomorrow. And then, yes. what about Noah? I can't imagine what Noah and his family went through. Forty days and nights of rain, they was in the ark a lot longer than that. 
sitting in that ark, waiting on the rain to go down, waiting on the, the waters to go down to recede, waiting on dry land, waiting, waiting. How many times, I was thinking about this last couple of days actually, how many times was they at each other's throats? Was the personalities of everybody just getting to each other, just wanting to see somebody else, just wanting to do something, just wanting to get out? And How many times they talk about the house they're going to build, all the things they're going to do, the families they're going to have? How, how many times they think about what animals are? They didn't know what to expect, just waiting, waiting, waiting. And right. finally, the same God that shut the door was the same God that said open the door. But, oh, the waiting period of it all. They waited for decades for the rain to come, and then they waited for a long period inside the boat for the water to be gone. It was yes. all waiting, but by faith, yes. if you'll wait, there is a harvest at the end. There is a change. There is the promise of God. Yes, there is a harvest. I got a song here. I want to read the lyrics to it. This was a song that was put out years ago by the McCrays, Annie and Kelly McCray. They used to be a group um, that was pretty popular there for a while. And they wrote a great song. Well, I don't know if they wrote it. I shouldn't say they wrote it. They sung a great song called It Will Rain Again. And it says, the, the first verse says, The seed you planted deep has yet to grow. You've wondered when you'll reap the things you sow. And how long has it been since rain last touched your ground? You've searched the skies, but the rain just can't be found. But the Course says, but it will rain again. The fruit will fill the vine. The stalk will bend with wheat, and the grapes burst forth with wine. So go into your field. Your work is not in vain. God promised harvest, and I know it will rain. I love this second verse right here. It says, so lift your head today and see the task. This rain will come your way if you will ask. I love this line. Go build your barns, my friend. Prepare to store the grain. The clouds are coming, and I know it will rain. I love that right there. That is so powerful. Go build your barns and prepare to store the grain. God promised harvest, and I know that it's going to rain. So praise God. Be encouraged today. Go build your barn. Go prepare for the blessing that God has said is he's going to send your way. Because if God said it, then it's going to come to pass. You might have planted you might be waiting, but friend, get ready for a harvest because our God is a God of the harvest. Our podcast email is 2Ps21 at yahoo.com, T-W-O-P-E-A-S at yahoo.com. Send us your feedback, your criticism, your suggestions, anything you would like. And as we get off here here today, we are going to play It Will Rain Again by the McRays. We hope today's episode has blessed you encouraged you and we'll see you next week the seed you planted deep has yet to Search the sky
Yeah, yeah.